St Kilda has a long and proud history. Every saint has a story, and each episode we'll be discovering the person behind the player. I'm Michael Ryan, and this is Behind the Crest. Give it some time. Lines up. Look out. Crest. Here come the Saints. We caught up with the Southern Saints' newest signing, AFLW superstar Lauren Arnell, to talk about her footballing journey, her braid game, and farm life. She was the inaugural skipper of Carlton's AFLW side and has recently been signed to the Brisbane Lions, but she made her Southern Saints debut on the weekend. Lauren Arnell, welcome to Behind the Crest. Thanks, Mick. Thanks for having me. When did you get your start in footy? When, when did you first pick up a footy and think, yeah, I want to do this? Oh, it's, I guess it's two different stories. When I was really young, I've always loved footy and, and probably kicking around with dad and my neighbours and even mum who's just started playing footy herself. Um, yeah, just since a very, very young age, I was obsessed with footy and my dad's side of the family grew up in Braybrook, so western suburbs of Melbourne, very heavily Bulldog supporters. And I can remember even being very little to the point of hearing the Friday night footy broadcast come on the TV and running around the corner saying the foot's graze on, thinking that that's what the football was. Um, and yeah, just spent most of my primary school or well, every primary school lunchtime kicking the footy or if it was during the summer, it'd be cricket or, or maybe soccer at times. And But never got to play organised AFL until I was 17, 18 and moved out of home. So yeah, I think I was probably lucky in sense of what we'd say traditionally in our generation is being treated as one of the boys growing up and tackling and, and kicking the ball around as a kid. But in terms of organised competition, it wasn't until I was 17, 18 years old. So your parents played a pretty, pretty big part then in, in your football development? Yeah, well, Dad dad played footy, obviously, as most, most guys did in his generation and his area of growing up. And mum, certainly very sporty. And yeah, it's really nice at the moment seeing her as a 68-year-old being able to play organised footy in, in a women's masters competition that's pretty yep. cool too but she's she's definitely had a massive influence on on me in terms of what I value and, and and sport's a big part of that. So you played basketball in your junior years got to a very high level there can you tell us about that? Oh it's funny my friends who are actually elite basketballers are a bit dirty on me for getting that label <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those cross-coded terms where people get sort of pumped up as being better than what they were and, and that's certainly me I always hoped to be an opal but uh, too slow and not a good enough shot and probably just flat out not good enough so um, no I loved basketball but it's funny when you look at things now as an older person who has the opportunity to do almost anything I'd like to do. Um, it's funny how the choice I thought I had, which was basketball and certainly wasn't interested in netball growing up, um, how much you can kind of engender a love of something that you have a choice to do. So I wonder sometimes if I had have had more of a choice with footy, if basketball may have played second fiddle or which way it may have gone growing up, but certainly it was always basketball as a, as a kid. And you touched on, you came back to footy at the age of 17. Was that in North Ballarat? Yeah, so my family, we moved from, we sort of grew up out in Clarkfield Way, just past Sunbury on a farm. And then when we were 15, 16, dad decided we were all packing up for his work and moving up to Lakes Entrance. So yeah, at 17, finished school pretty young, um, out of year 12 and got a place at, at uni in Ballarat. So I was 17 when I moved out of home and, and Ballarat turned out the friends I met up there didn't play basketball. They played women's footy, which I'd never even heard of. And um, they were also trying out for a state team that year too and heading down to Witten Oval and said I should go along to training. And I thought, well, as a starting point, I can run around on Witten Oval, which was where I first went and watched footy as a Bulldog supporter. So yeah. it's uh, it's funny how things turn out because Pete Searle was coaching that team, the Victorian team that I made uh, that year. So, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. And you went on to play Darabin Falcons as well 
had some enormous success there. You win nine premierships. Uh, I was actually 10 out 10. of uh, 12 years, 12 years at Darabin and, uh, and 10 premierships. So Not a bad return. Yeah, look, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just Daisy and myself who played played all, all of those years. Um, and, yeah, to, to reflect on it, uh, I still don't think I can understand how, how fortunate I am to have been in the environment that I, that I have been in for so long. And you worked with Peter Searle at Darabin as well? Yeah, so Pete was a pretty big reason of, of me going. So I lasted 12 months in Ballarat and didn't love living there. I was a little bit cold yeah. and I think I chose the wrong uni course to start with. So I transferred into a PE degree at RMIT and moved back towards Melbourne and it was a pretty obvious choice. The girls I'd played alongside in that in that first Victorian under-19 team, a lot of them were from Darabin and obviously Pete coaching that team. She was coaching Darabin at the time too. She was one year in, so... Yeah, it was it was a pretty simple choice with with the players that I played alongside and and Pete being the coach. You spoke a little bit about the lack of sort of organised sport opportunities for you growing up. How big a deal was it then, personally, for you to be to become the inaugural skipper for Carlton in the AFLW and nationally sort of recognised female competition? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think obviously the um, the opportunities. And the gravity of, of, have, of playing a role like that and being acknowledged to have a role like that is is pretty pretty huge. But I think it's probably not something I've taken a lot of time to reflect on, and probably something I'll reflect on a little bit more when I'm when I'm older. But certainly a huge honour, um, huge responsibilities, and something that I, I really enjoyed doing at the time. So, how have you seen the AFLW impact young generations of girls growing up? Oh, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Even it's not just girls; it's girls and boys. And I think even um, people who are a little bit older, like ourselves, you, you see the difference in the way that people look at boys and girls and men's and women's footy. I think it's just, just um, you, no one could have predicted what what it does for people's mindset, not just in footy, not just in sport, but in society in general. So, yeah, I think it's pretty special, and it's also really important to not just look at the impacts that it has on young girls. So you recently signed onto the Brisbane Lions. Can you tell us about that move and how, how that came about? Yeah, so oh, I guess like obviously being the inaugural captain of Carlton, you don't picture yourself being traded out two years later. <laughs> um, but you know what, It's um, things, things are good, things are positive. Uh, Daniel Harford obviously came in as coach and had a, had a great upfront conversation together and he sort of explained that there may not be the opportunities that I thought I, I would I would like. Um, and so that was, there was a bit of an open discussion around seeking a trade and Brisbane, Brisbane got on the phone and just were extremely inviting and, and all about creating an opportunity for me to go up there and enjoy my footy. So it's, um, feeling like very refreshed and, and new opportunities, obviously at Brisbane, but also here at the Saints. As you've just said, you come across to the Southern Saints, played your first game on the weekend. What's the thinking behind playing the, uh, winter season with the Southern Saints? Yeah, so I'm not sure if you know, but I do a bit of work on the radio with Nathan Burke uh, on Saturday nights on ABC, and he's um, he's been actually a really strong mentor for me over the last, I'd say, 12 to 18 months, not just in my playing, but obviously with my work as well, and just as a general human, he's, he's a very special person, so um, without pumping up his tyres too much. I'll hear about it for the rest of the year. It's um, he's, he's been a big mentor and obviously, as I mentioned earlier, a few times with Pete, um, having a strong connection there um, as coaches. And then with the trade to Brisbane, it was a conversation with them around, well, what are the pros and cons of perhaps going back and playing at Darabin 
um, which are where I've been for 12 years and absolutely love and treasure, or going into a new environment where I don't actually know many of the players at all. In fact, there's more I've coached than those who I've played alongside. So I think it gives me an opportunity to, to really grow and develop as a player. Um, and it also gives me an opportunity to work with some younger players to um, be in a new environment and um, probably just really prepare well for, for the next opportunity that's coming for me, but in just such a, such an awesome environment. And it's uh, it's very different to, to where I've spent my time probably in my whole career. And I think we've got, got a really nice group of girls who, who are just, um, I think they've got a they're really, really strong mindset of learning um, and obviously really raw, but it's, it's, I think what we're, what the Saints are building here is going to be pretty special. Interesting that you touch on the rawness of that group. Um, I've spoken to Nathan Burke, who's, who's the assistant coach there, and he's, he's also said that the teaching aspect of his current role is one that he's really enjoyed arguably the most in his career is from a football point of view. Is that something that you're relishing as well, bringing that wealth of experience that you obviously have to the younger girls who maybe code switches and that sort of thing? Uh, it's funny, like I think certainly my number one priority right now is to play and enjoy playing. Um, I think naturally I, um, I like to talk a bit when it comes to footy. Um, I can be a little bit shy. You might not believe me, but I can be a little bit shy when it comes to off-field stuff. But when, it, when it's footy and it's game time and training time, um, if there's if there's anything I can add to the group, I, I'd love to do that. But at the same time, if I'd like, hopefully that that happens a bit more organically and naturally rather than anything forced. So, yeah, that's that's just another positive, I think. So enough about footy. <laughs> grew up on a cattle farm, is that right? That's true. Yeah, you've done your research. Lots of room to run around. Oh, heaps. So it was well to be specific, forty nine acres. Right. Um, <laughs> Always tried to claim 50, but Dad corrected us a few times. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of – a few thoroughbred horses as well, um, mostly Murray Grey cattle, a lot of chooks, a few cats, a few dogs, um, and a really crazy goat. <laughs> so I'll, for anyone that does listen, I wouldn't recommend having a goat. They're absolutely bananas. The rest <laughs> of them are good. <laughs> hey, what, was the, what was the purpose of the goat? Was it a dairy goat? Or? I actually don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lawnmower sort of set up. More so a lawnmower, but right. just a, a lawnmower you can't trust. <laughs> And uh, quite incredibly, you're one of three triplets. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Right. And you, so, brothers or sisters? I have one brother and one sister. Right. So, my brother is an optometrist and works out in the western suburbs of Melbourne. And my sister is a nurse, but actually on maternity leave at the moment, she's got a almost one year old. So, I have a one year old niece who lives on the Gold Coast. So, another added benefit of moving up to Brizzy yeah. is I'll be only 45 minutes from my sister and my niece um, and my sister's husband. And yeah, I've, I've probably missed, feel like I've missed a few opportunities to be an auntie over the last 12 months. And I'm really excited to be able to do that uh, during AFLW. And the Bulldogs fans as well? Oh, it's an interesting question. Um, I'd say my brother is, but now it's with, it's funny when you get involved with footy in different clubs, people shift their allegiances. And I think probably without speaking for my, my dad, I'd say everybody else is pretty happy to follow where, wherever I'm playing. So yeah, right. yeah, it's funny how things change like that. Dad won't budge. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of questions that we've had. Just around the office, I was oh, trying, no. <laughs> trying to get some stuff on you. So big one for a few of the, of the girls up there. Do you do your own braids? I, I'm actually hopeless with my hair. Right. Which, um, yeah, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, initially at Carlton it was Nat Exxon who is has been traded to Brisbane 12 months prior to me, so that's going to be helpful. <laughs> um, 
so Nat Exxon did them for me initially. Um, she actually ended up with a mullet, which I cut for the first time, but I didn't I didn't style the mullet. I actually gave her a reasonable haircut and then the other girls got a bit carried away. So, um, yeah, the braids are not mine is the short answer. <laughs> and Darcy Bessier, is she as funny in real life as she is on Instagram? <laughs> uh, probably funnier, yeah. She's... <laughs> She's actually um, a very down-to-earth individual, but um, she has some funny thoughts and, and is able to recreate all sorts. So, yeah, Darcy, I would say is funnier in real life than on Insta. <laughs> and so obviously you haven't been in the Southern States for too long, but what are your early impressions of the squad? Who stands out for you? Oh, well, we don't like to name individuals, do we? <laughs> That's a tricky question. Um, oh, look, I think... Um, yeah, as I said, the word raw comes to mind, but that want to learn and um, that want to actually work hard as well. I think there's a bit of learning around that and certainly once you come into an environment like this at an AFL club, even if it's VFL footy, there is going to be a lot of learning when you're raw and inexperienced. So I think the um, the mentality behind that is really good. So I think there's a lot of room for growth, which is awesome. Um, in terms of individuals, I think um, who comes to mind – Oh, obviously, like Ree Watt playing in the rucks, been from what I know, having a really good season in her first year of footy, um, and certainly really good around the group too. And there's a number of other individuals um, and some young girls who have a lot of promise ahead of them. And sometimes it's one that you don't think of instantly that can just jump out of the bag. And one message I hope I can get through with any of my teammates is uh, like the AFLW dream is is everyone wants it instantly and everyone wants it now. And even knowing that the Saints will have an AFLW team in, in 12 months' time and building a list in probably less than 12 months' time. The younger players and even mid-20s who miss those opportunities in 12 months are still going to have plenty after that. So I think um, whilst we all want everything now and we all want to be instantly loved and, and getting lists on AFLW clubs, it's I think the, there's, there's going to be a lot of players who take a slower, slower burn and, and they might find that they end up with better careers anyway. Loz, all the best for the rest of the VFLW season. I hope to see you back in the red, white and black at the elite level. Uh, but all the best up in Brisbane. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Behind the Crest. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe via iTunes and Audioboom. For all the latest news, photos and videos from RSEA Park, keep clicking back to saints.com.au or download the official Saints app on both the Apple and Android app stores.